Hi, my name is Ross Abrams, and you're currently listening to a song that I sang from my high school's most recent musical. And as you'll hear through the applause, this was a live performance. And when I finished, I felt good. I felt accomplished. But even when I was practicing or I sang the song after the show, it felt almost therapeutic. If I was having a bad day, I could sing the song, sing that final bell bell note, sing my heart out, and it, it would help. So it got me to thinking, can singing cause a physical change in your body? I mentioned this thought to my dad, who I reveal all my weird thoughts to, and uh, he, he led me to a podcast by Radiolab that actually was about this subject. And so I checked it out, I listened to this podcast, and this guy named Mark Tutremo at a university actually tapped into the nerve of the electricity going from your ear to your brain, which is the sound that you hear. And he was able to listen to this nerve, which sounds like this. And you can hear that this nerve has a pattern, it has a meter to it. This is the sound of a, of a harmonized note going to one's brain, a note that we like, something that sounds like this. When we hear this note, it has a nice even pattern to it. But then he played a dissonant note, two notes that don't sound good to us, something like this. And when recorded that sound, these were the nerve sounds going to one's brain. You can hear that they're much more irregular, they're much, they're much different. And there's a physical change in your brain, or in the nerve, of what your ear sends to your brain from a, from a sound we like and a sound we don't like. I started diving a bit deeper with, with some research. If, you're, if a different sound can cause a different pattern, a physical pattern to your brain, what else can it do? Well, in 2017, a study found that cortisol, the stress hormone in your brain, went down after people sang. This wasn't true for people who sang in a concert if they were nervous or scared, but people just singing at home, their stress went down, almost like a therapy. There was also a study in 2004 where researchers had two subject groups, one listened to music and one who sang along to music. They found that the group who sang had higher levels of immunoglobin A, an antibody for infection, suggesting that singing can also help the immune system. Singing also releases endorphins, which can raise your mood and lower stress. There was also a study done in 2014 involving 11,258 school children, where researchers found that children in a singing program had a higher sense of well-being and meaningful connections. They found that when a group started singing together, oxytocin, the love hormone, was released, mainly from spontaneous singing. Singing has also brought back life memories for people with Alzheimer's, and people who are in a singing group have been found to deal with grief and recover from a loss way faster. Singing has also been found to help the speaking ability for people with autism, Parkinson's disease, aphasia following a stroke, and stuttering. So we found that singing can have a big impact on your brain and your mood and different functions of your body, but it can go even further. Studies have shown that breathing techniques used within singing can offer benefits to people with COPD, asthma, cystic fibrosis, cancer, multiple sclerosis, and more. The benefits are mainly strengthening the respiratory muscles and having more oxygen in the blood flow, but often, but pretty much only found within singing.
We've discovered that singing is very powerful, so I encourage you, put on your favorite song and sing along. It'll make your day just that much better. Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long fuzzy ears. He kicks up at everything. What ears? But is brawny and his brain is weak. But just plain stupid. A stubborn streak. And by the way, if you hate to go to school, but do. What would you like to be a mule? Or would you like to swing? Star.